Hey guys, what's up? It's me, Danny Sanchez. Welcome back to Broadway Live, your home to Broadway news, pop culture, and more. It's not your normal podcast, it's Broadway Live. On this week's episode, I talk about a few shows planning to reopen in the West End, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade going digital this year, a final farewell to TV Land hit series Younger, a continued part two of Beyond Broadway with the Russo Richardson production team, and their plan for their first full-length digital show of Heather's the Musical. Y'all know the drill. Don't forget to subscribe to Broadway Live so you can keep track when future episodes are released every Tuesday morning. Broadway Live is also available on all streaming platforms. Alright, the top stories of this week is a very little bit of short of the news, but we have some cool updates in the West End of, not Broadway, but the West End over the across the pond. So six and more West End productions are announced and plans to reopen pretty, pretty soon um, with everything going on right now. So the musical Six is slated to become the first West End musical to reopen since the theater shut down as a result of the pandemic. Now, you're probably thinking, well, didn't they just announce like a little drive-in tour thing that was canceled and all that stuff? Yep, we remember that. So we don't know what to expect with this update um, from uh, Six itself, but NYMAX Theaters in the West End is planning to reopen all six of its venues, including the Apollo Theater, the Duchess, Garrick, Lyric, Palace, and Vaudeville Theater beginning this fall. So a lot of theaters are opening in the West End, probably going to um, maximize and utilize um, social distancing requirements and um, facial coverings. Um... Sex Musical will play nine shows each week and temporarily move from its home at the Arts Theater to the Lyric Theater for a limited run from November, four- from November 14th through January 31st, 2021. And, of course, like I said before, to maintain social distancing guidelines, the theater will be reduced capacity and all audience members must wear facial coverings, masks, all that jazz. Um, but other shows that are planning to open back up is The Play That Goes Wrong at the Duchess Theater and The Magic Goes Wrong at the Vaudeville Theater are to return this November and December. So, um, The Play That Goes Wrong, I actually was able to see it on the national tour and it was a very amazing show. So, that show has very, like, you know, select actors and all that stuff like that. So, it's not a very, um, big, big, heavy show. So, we'll see what happens with that and hopefully, you know... Uh, we can continue on to have Life Theater back. Let me guys know what you think. I think that this is an um, interesting topic in regards to, you know, what shows could come back and, you know, is it time for it to come back? You know, we all miss theater, but is it safe to do so? I don't know. What do you guys think? Let me know in the comments on um, a review on my website and all that fun stuff. Next we have is the iconic Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. It's going to be going digital this year. Guys, when I saw it, I was like, OMG, we have Thanksgiving Day Parade. I totally forgot about that. So, of course, with the pandemic, the the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade is going digital. Probably surprised. Not that surprising because, you know, it's a big parade, lots of people, all that stuff. It really isn't that safe. Um, The mayor of the New York City... Um, Bill de Blasio has announced that a safe and creative event is worth the holiday tradition, according to Barber.com, is to be on a digital platform this year on November November 26th, beginning at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, so yeah, a lot of the participants have to be 18 or over to be going to the event, very limited capacity of people to work it. They're not going to have a lot of handlers for the balloons. They're going to utilize lots of, um, different, uh, vehicles and things for, um 
and uh, the, the balloons and for uh, different rigged anchored um, devices, um, all that stuff for uh, the parade. And uh, they're not going to walk the whole 2.5 mile route of the um, parade. It's going to be pretty much broadcast solely around the Herald Square area in New York. So this is going to be an interesting time to see what's going to happen with the Thanksgiving Day Parade. It's a beloved time for theater fans as we see our favorite Broadway shows performing, but we're not going to see that this year. But have a Thanksgiving spirit and cheer. We're going to have the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade on a digital platform. So that's exciting to see. Um, yeah, I think it's probably going to be on CBS. I don't know where um, it's going to be streamed specifically, but more news to come. The last thing I have to talk about is a TV show that I actually was watched um, earlier on a couple of years ago, but then I stopped watching it because I got busy. The Sun Foster led TV show Younger One, fortunately, ends on season seven. It will be the last season of the TV show, unfortunately. Um, season seven of the TV Land series Younger, starring two time Tony Award winner um, Sun Foster, will have the last season on season seven. According to Robert.com, creator Darren Starr told TV Line, we are unofficially, we are unofficially planning um, season seven as the final season. Um, and that's really sad because Sun Foster is an amazing actress and the show is literally so cool with Hilary Duff, Sun Foster, really funny. I really want to rewatch it, so I might just go do that. Um, season seven has been scheduled to begin filming when the COVID-19 pandemic was starting, was going to hit. Um, and the um, creator of the show also said that the writers are contemplating on incorporating the coronavirus crisis into the season. So it's like the first, like, you know, coronavirus-related um, news within uh, a fictional world. So it's cool to see that. Um, I love Sun Foster. Sun Foster is an amazing. I uh, love her so much. Um, and she'll have more fun uh, creative endeavors to go in the future. So all the younger fans, um, stay tuned for season seven. That is, it will be the last season of Younger on TV Land. And that is the top stories of this week. All right, guys, welcome back to Broadway Live. It's your host, Danny Sanchez. I am super excited to be here. Guys, we're going to continue on our series that we discussed the previous episode of Behind the Table discussion of what things you can do in theater that's not just performing. I have three fabulous guests here that I'll be talking about Russo Richardson Productions. We have Colette Richardson, Molly Russo, and Hannah Lauren Wilson here. Hannah's directing their first production of Heather's the Musical, which is coming out in October. And I'm super excited to see the future plans and when they're going to be discussing their vision, their overall um, ideas and things for the production, especially during this whole pandemic. Um, I'm super excited to get inside their heads and talk. So, hi, ladies. How are you guys hi. doing today? Hello. <laughs> Oh my God, I'm, guys, like, we're like friends, but it's also like, in this atmosphere, it's like, oops, kind of professional. Um, <laughs> so, I'm super glad that you're here. Like, when I first, well, you so know, if you haven't seen Mean Girls, the mini musical, that was the first thing that appeared, and that was, ugh, it was an amazing time. Um, yeah, Rooster Richardson Productions has made us big on statement storm on TikTok and Instagram and everything. So Colette Richardson and Molly Russo <laughs> talk a little beep, bit beep. about beep, beep. <laughs> talk a little bit about of like how you guys like came up with this idea and like the whole vision you guys have with this, you know, production company. Oh goodness. Um well I think I think I called Molly first. Um, yes, absolutely. 
Because <laughs> Molly and I went to school together at AMDA way back in the day. Um, I say that like we're old. That was like two years ago. In any yeah. case, um, <laughs> we went to school together um, and sort of found each other again as the pandemic hit because we hadn't really been talking. Um, and so we sort of reconnected and we had been talking quite a bit. Um, and I have been producing indie theater with young artists for about five years now. Um, it's something I absolutely fell into by accident, but have fallen in love with and I'm now going to school for. And I was noticing that there was this interesting hybrid art form that was being pioneered on TikTok. I had just gotten onto TikTok at this point and it was new for me. And I was noticing that there was this very interesting thing that was happening where people were creating this, it was almost like part music video, part theater, part film. Yeah. Thing. Um, because people couldn't physically gather in the same space, um, not only because of sort of public health situations, but also because people weren't physically located in the same space. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so that kind of put off a light bulb in my head and I went, hmm, I wonder if especially in an environment where we're not able to produce live theater in the way that we had thought, whether or not we might be able to capitalize on this new art form and this new market to create something that won't replace live theater, but I think can live alongside it mm -hmm. um, and have there be some kind of art form so that especially young emerging artists who aren't union yet and don't necessarily have access to benefits and whatnot, can at least keep getting things on their resume so that people are still working. Um, so I called Molly um, because Molly had a very large TikTok audience at the time. And hey, she hey. I was like, hear me out, virtual theater. Um, and she was kind of like, sure. And we talked about it um, for a while and threw around some ideas. And we launched the company in June, July? It was July. It was July? Yeah, it was July. It was right around my birthday, so July. Yeah, it was July. It was early July. Um, and we've sort of been experimenting with what we can do with virtual performance forms ever since. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. so cool. Because it's like, if you guys didn't know, like... They do Zoom parties. They do all of these different things. Many musicals now they're full full scale production. Lots of different takeovers and things. It's so cool and how we can you know, you know, you. When, especially with the pandemic and everything going on. It's like how do we you know outreach theater and make make it accessible and you can do it in a virtual you know manner. Um, Molly, like how do what was your reaction and like how you know this whole whole thing came to be. Yeah, well, Colette had is, I like to say in our relationship, Colette is definitely the brains and like the backbone of the operation, whereas I'm kind of the front man and like the jibber jabber talker, the entertainer guy. So when Colette called me up with this idea, I was like, I was like, I was a little not hesitant at first. I was like, I have no idea how we're going to do it, but I know that Colette is a genius and I know that if she says it's possible, then it's definitely possible. Definitely. And at the end of the day, it was, as I'm not 
anything really beyond a performer, whereas Colette kind of dabbles in everything, but I'm not. And I was getting bored. And I was like, look, I know that I'm going to be on the back end of this, but at the end of the day, there's so many theater artists like myself who are just bored, who just, you know, we miss performing and we miss doing our craft and doing what we love. And we spent all of this money studying at all of these different schools all across the world to now be stuck in a place where we're doing absolutely nothing. And to be able to make even a little bit of opportunity for people that are like myself that are in this situation is gratifying enough like that on its own not only the fact that I'm getting opportunities but like that I'm able to help other people get opportunities that they wouldn't be able to access and with TikTok too like Colette was saying it's everyone's from all over the world and all over the country in different ages and we wanted to find a way to kind of bring everybody together to appreciate the thing that we love the most which is theater that's awesome and like just to have that mindset and everything is so cool to bring like you said theater accessible and you know when I first saw I was like that is like you know Rooster Richardson like R&R that's just it flows perfectly oh yeah that's what we said we're like what should the name be and I was like well baby we both got ours I'm like it's gonna be great like that alone we're like yeah (laughs) it just works and like you know especially you know it's now like the new norm now with all of these online galas and online benefits and all like things that are happening now it's like you know having a production company having virtual productions and things you know makes sense in this sort of Mm -hmm. new form we call theater and everything um hannah we have here is directing um rooster richardson's first full-scale production of Heather's the Musical. So Hannah, how did this come to you? How did this land to you? And you know, you know, you just graduated with your BFA Musical Theater. So like, you know, I know, you know, in that mindset of like, I just graduated, here I'm going, and then now we're put to a halt. So it's like, you know, (laughs) how are you feeling throughout this? And especially with this opportunity, you know, how is this going for you? Yeah. um, So when I graduated in December, because I graduated December 2019 um, with my BFA, um, on Christmas Day, I received my first job offer um, for a show. And so I did that. Um, I did that show. And then I had auditioned for some a bunch of other projects. um, And I had booked three total shows for this year. And I got through most of Blood Brothers, the production that I was doing. Oh, that's such a good show. Oh my it is a great oh. show. It's a beautiful show. I played Linda, which um, I absolutely loved. Um, and I got through most of that. And then our last three performances were canceled because of COVID. And then my other two contracts, um, my summer one was canceled completely. And my fall one was postponed until next year. Uh, So yeah, I was just kind of like sitting in this space of what am I going to do? And that's when I started my TikTok. Um, I was like, I see I'm on TikTok and I see these people making this musical theater content. And I feel like that's something that I could do. Um, So I started uh, and then I got introduced to Colette and they brought um, both Molly and Colette brought me on for the Mean Girls project. And that was super fun. Literally so fun. And then I was made aware that we had secured the rights for Heathers. I say we, I mean, Colette and Molly had secured the rights for Heathers. And then they approached me. They were like, hey, would you maybe want to direct this, you know, this would be very fun for us to do. 
Uh, and I was like, you know what? Um, I haven't directed before in a professional setting. So I think that this would be a very fun challenge. Uh, and I was like, yes, absolutely. It sounds like so much fun. So um, that's where we are now. Uh, we just finished casting. Um, and I cannot wait for everyone to find out who the cast is. By the time this um, podcast comes out, everyone will know. Um, the cast is absolutely stellar, yes. absolutely amazing. Uh, and I cannot wait to um, do this project. Uh, I had previously done the show Heathers. Um, I was in the Northwest premiere of the show. So um, in the Portland, Oregon area, and I played Heather McNamara. So this show like means a lot to me and I, I cannot wait to explore the show in a different um, setting. That's amazing. And it's just like, you know, with this show, it's like, it's so beloved within the Gen Z demographic and it's just so easily applicable to lots of different age groups. Like I first heard it my sophomore year of high school and like, mm -hmm. It was just such a, like, for me, I was like, it kind of like broke the barrier of just like, you know, yeah, theater, like, you know, it's like, it's an iconic movie. We get it. You know, it's another movie musical you know, adaptation, mm -hmm. but with this show specifically, it just did something different. I feel like it's just like, yeah, like it's off Broadway run. It just, the fan base just, it just, it just did something different, like spark the light in regards to just like this edge, I think it's like, teen edge storytelling but it's more yeah. of the fact that you know yeah it's in the 80s all these things all these themes and everything but also it culminates to the fact that you know um it's not some sort of this is a campy show with all of these <laughs> elements of like yeah um this is like it's not that type of you know no. uh, thing for the show it's more of it's it's a dark story there's yeah yeah you know, themes and all these things that are current and everything and especially with from the P Joe's Pub adaptation to Off-Broadway and West End. So it's just like, it just, all of this show has a beloved place in everyone's heart and yeah, everything. absolutely. Um, literally all that is so iconic. Um, yeah. So in regards to just like the future of Rooster Richardson, like, you know, what do you guys see yourself and like, you know, after Heather's, beyond Heather's, even when COVID is, you know, dead and over with, hopefully <laughs> Um, what are some things that, you know, you're looking forward to, like anything you're working up in the future? Well, um, we sort of came to this discovery as we, as we walked into this process. Cause when we started the company, it was mostly just a, let's do something in the meantime. And, um, this also sort of happened at the same time as we started having a lot of discussions in the theater community about accessibility and, um, inequities in access to, um, opportunities um, for a variety of reasons. And I started noticing how virtual theater as a concept allows for so much more access mm -hmm. to the art form, right? No, you don't have to have your actors or your audience be within a reasonable distance of a physical theater space. Yeah. Right? People can participate if they live in a small town in the mountains that's six hours away from the nearest theater. Um, we don't have to pay for the building or the electricity or the set build. Um, so our costs are significantly lower, which means that we can sell tickets at 
you know, around $10 rather than having to sell, sell them at $25 or $30. So suddenly it becomes so much more affordable to see theater. Um, and we sort of came to the conclusion that this is something that's important to have because there's reasons both justified and unjustified why theater is less accessible. Um, I won't get into that, but you know, when you look at sort of like how much it costs to put on a show and how much ticket prices, it puts a lot of people between a rock and a hard place. And I sort of was asking the question, why, why does all theater have to look like this? Mm -hmm. Why have we told ourselves that all theater has to look like this? Because we have this technology available to us and it's not going to be the same because obviously it's not just about adapting. It's about sort of finding a new art form essentially, right? Virtual theater is, is essentially an art form in and of itself. Um, but it's one that I think will allow quite a few people who wouldn't have otherwise had access to theater to get access to theater and, I personally, um, and I know Molly and Hannah agree with me on this, think that's really important. Um, because if we, as an art form, are saying that we are trying to tell stories, wouldn't we want as many stories as possible in that mix? Um, so we are hoping, um, obviously, success of Heather's permitting, um, that this can be something that we continue to do um, for the foreseeable future. We have... Um, we have some plans which um, I am not at liberty to discuss or disclose um, for other virtual shows that we'd like to do after Heather's. Um, so we're sort of hoping that one day we'll be able to do an entire virtual season um, where we do multiple shows, potentially once every couple of months. Um, so long as the licensing houses are continuing to offer virtual rights. And after that point, we'd love to start getting in some original work um, once we've been able to establish this as an art form that people people can trust. Um, and obviously like that, that depends on what, what the finances look like because even though it's still virtual and we're not paying for the space, there are, there are still overhead costs involved. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, hoping, we're hoping that Heather's will, Heather's is kind of an experiment um, and we're hoping the experiment will be successful, both in terms of people actually having interest in consuming something like this um, and financially so that the organization will have the funds to continue um, to produce theater. Because we think it's we think it's important that you don't have to be someone who can afford to live in New York and have a four to four year college degree and um be able to afford $30 tickets on a regular basis to participate in this industry in a meaningful way. Definitely. It gives, it gives opportunities and accessibility to all walks of life and just, and even like in the bigger spectrum and a bigger picture, it really does culminate of, I'm such a big, big advocate for visibility and art, art education and the fact that, you know, needs it being instilled in programs and schools and whatnot. And, I, and it's so, I feel for students that are going, like, even in a high school, middle school that don't, can't do their shows right now, yeah. because, you know, that's where a lot of people find the passion and love for this industry and art form. But, you know, within this, you know, new norm that we are in, it's just so difficult to do that. And I just, you know, I applaud you guys all for do, doing this and to, you know, give, you know, people even that, that haven't been seen before, that are not actually being seen and having an opportunity to grow and to learn. And also this is all a new learning experience to do, you know. Oh, 
Never. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> because oh, yeah. you know, from being in Mean Girls mini musical, like that was an experience on its own, yeah. something like that, you know, in a condensed, you know, version and, you know, all of that. But now this is a full scale production. Yeah. The licensing company be, behind you guys and everything. But also like, in my opinion, I think that licensing departments and, you know, companies, could be not like more be more leaning it but be more of a an understanding foundation in the fact that you know yeah we're in a bit of a you know pandemic situation um all these different things because like when i you guys put so much work into you know with your um uh funding campaigning and all of your different incentives and all of these things that you guys were doing it's just and i mean like the the name you guys came up with for the show before you had to announce it with others <laughs> like yes all of these things that you guys had to do it's just like it just showed your passion it showed your drive that you wanted to do this and you wanted to make a change and everything and if you guys hear rain in the background it's currently raining in orlando florida right now so <laughs> when isn't it raining in florida is the Literally, real question we should be asking <laughs> super sorry whatever it is you're um, so fine but Thank, yeah, like it's, I'm super excited to see the future of the production company and the show yeah. and just all of that. Um, Molly, like you are, um, you've been working actually recently with some projects, you know, that you did acting wise. So it's like, you know, mm -hmm. want to talk about a little bit, you know, working with Mr. Richardson, but also like, you know, having that glimpse of like the professional world, even during the pandemic. Yeah, so it's actually funny how I found myself in the situation I'm in. Um, so very, I'll give a very long story short. Back when I was in college, about two years ago, I was on the subway train. Go, I think I was going to see a show, actually. And I just asked this man, I was like, hey, can I sit next to you? And he was like, well, you're really not from here, are you? And I was like, oh, I'm from upstate New York, whatever. He's like, oh, you're too nice, whatever, blah, blah. We got to talking, and then he was like, look, I'm a producer. He found out I'm an actor I'm studying. He's like, here's my card. Um, so, like, use this as you will. And I was like, okay, sweet. You know, shot him an email. Nothing really came up of it um, until... Fast forward to two years later, it was always the conversation was like, hey, how are you? Like, what are you working on? Like those type of conversations. So he was on a Zoom call with a business he was working with and they were talking about different acting projects and like they wanted to bring on TikTokers because TikTok was this new upcoming thing that no one had ever really heard about. And then lo and behold, the face of Molly Russo showed up and he goes, hey, I know that girl. I met her on a subway train about two years ago. That's crazy the way the world works. I did not end up booking that project, unfortunately. But however, I then got this call from this guy, the guy I just randomly met on the train. And he was like, hey, so I was on this call talking about TikTokers and I see you have this platform. Let's, let's expand on that and let's make more, um, I guess you could say internet friendly content as in acting, which is similar to what R&R is doing, right? It's taking something that's really hard to do in a in a spot where you can't have a lot of people in one space where people are all over the world. He was like, let's expand on what you have in TikTok. So I've fortunately been able to do a lot of um, kind of sketch comedy types of things, working with different actors and short form sketches. Um, we're working on a podcast. We've been working on different music is something I'm getting into as well. Um, so a bunch of like small things, but it's honestly, again, what we're doing with R&R &R, ties together with what I'm doing with this producer is that we're creating opportunities in places that nobody 
has ever, you know, thought of. Like, nobody ever thought we'd be in a global pandemic. Nobody, no one really had any idea that this is going to be our future. And it's about expanding on, I guess, how do I want to word it? It's about making opportunities with what you have and we don't have a lot to work with so a lot of what the what both companies have been doing with Colette and I and this other gentleman whom I've been working with is creating these opportunities and making it so we can continue to work with the world you know the way that it is thanks Molly that was so cool yeah I think that you know making these opportunities and having these things available for people of, you know, people of color, all these things and opportunities that we're bringing on and everything for everyone, especially during this pandemic is just so important. Cause you know, especially in the beginning of the pandemic and quarantine, you know, we were all in a bit of a shock and you know, that how we were gonna see the future for theater. But I think that, you know, with all of these new forms of technology and things that we're looking forward to and different things that is happening, we can sort of, you know, grasp, you know, I just real I just saw I know like, you know, a lot of different shows are coming back to do recordings to release on Netflix. A lot of these professional productions are doing that and different, you know, um pro shot releases and stuff. So it's like, you know, things are coming with theater. It's just, you know, like as everyone says, it's in a bit of an intermission right now. But hopefully in the future, we can get back with theater. It's theater expects to open back up next year in 2021. So hopefully from then on, it could do really well. But with you guys, ladies, um, we're going to play this fun little trivia game. Since, you know, the first production you guys are doing is Heather's. I think it was very fun to do some Heather's fun trivia. All of these questions about the production, uh, off-Broadway versus um, West End, some of the actors, all these things. It might get easy, might get hard, all these things. We'll do that up next on Broadway Live. All right, we're back with our Heather's Trivia round. So basically, we're going to have 10 questions of Heather's Trivia stemming from Off-Broadway, West End, the cast, Joe's Pub, whatever it is. I'll hop all this. <laughs> it could be easy. It could be hard. Let's see what happens. So basically, we got- what was that noise? I'm, so I'm scared. Sorry. <laughs> That's what that noise was. I'm scared, okay? I get that you're not afraid of but I have a trivia reputation to uphold and I'm terrified. We have 10 oh. questions of this game. So basically how this works is that I need, so when I say the question, I'm gonna be saying the full question in its entirety. And <laughs> once I finish the last word, and if you know the answer, you, and you must raise your hand, you can use the hand function tool on the call and click the button. And um, if, well, Molly, if you can't do that, then just actually- <laughs> I was gonna say, I don't see a hand button. <laughs> <laughs> so if you can't do it, then just try to do it. Just do it real fast, and I will okay. see you and say your answer. And the first person that gets up to 10 is the true mastermind of Heather's trivia. It'll be okay. a, a plot, to, whatever, all these things are called, will be culminated. So basically, let's see. Who knows? Heather's. So basically, we're going to start off easy and go from there. So first question is, what was Martha Dumbtruck's real last name? Oh crap! Uh, I, I I saw Hannah first. Um, and Martha Dunstock. Correct. No, Dunstock. Literally, Dunstock. Thank you. Damn. 
I also do not know how to use the raise hand tool, so I will be raising my own hand. Do you want me to just raise my physical hand then too? If we can you just... can, then yes. Okay, okay. Yeah. Let's, let's all do that. Okay. What is the name of the high school that the Heathers attend? Colette. What? No! I was gypped! <laughs> I was gypped! Okay, I was Colette, but the next rule is I have to finish the whole question. If you know it, after I say the last word, then you can raise your well, hand. Well, how do I know when the question's over? When I finish the last word, I'm stopped, when I'm done talking. Okay. <laughs> okay, this may be easy or hard. We don't know. What color ribbon represents Heather McNamara? Hannah. Yellow. Period, correct. <laughs> yeah. Danny, you fix your eyes. Fix your eyes, Danny. <laughs> I'm raising my hand first every single time. <laughs> Everyone listening just know that Danny's playing favorites. I am okay? not favorite. <laughs> I am, it's what I see, Molly. Okay. Whatever. Fix your Here eyes. The next one. How many people end up dying in Heathers? Colette? Four. Can you name them? Heather Chandler, Kurt, Ram, and JD. Good job. <laughs> uh, I was going to say seven. There's only three to get murdered. <laughs> Four so of them die. Colette, two, Hannah, one? I yeah, Molly, two. zero. Hannah's got two. Molly's got, got zero. You got Molly's two. got zero. Because <laughs> Danny's blind. Just I'm not blind. Danny's fully missing me raising my hand. Listen, everyone listening, I just got out of a intense surgery three days ago, and Danny won't pick on me. He won't pick me because he wants to see me suffer even more, even more than I already am. He wants to I, suffer even more on my pain pills. I hard. do not want to see that. Okay. Well, <laughs> Here we go. This is gonna be an easy question. This is the the third question, fourth question, fourth question. Fourth, yeah. Fourth. Fifth question. Right? Fifth? Already? Fifth question. I thought it was a fourth. I don't know. We're not counting. We're not counting anymore. I, okay. I'll, I'll, okay. I'm probably wrong. So this is gonna be the easiest. I'm gonna start. This is gonna be easy. Let me know. Okay. okay. Let's finish the whole sentence. Who originated the role of Heather Chandler? Anna. <laughs> Jessica Keenan win. Right. Yeah, so supposed to be easy? I have no idea. I'm I'm not not I know it was Ryan McCartan was JD, and that's all I know. <laughs> I'm trying. You okay. should have asked about Ryan McCartan. If it's a beautiful man, I will know all of the answers. But <laughs> <laughs> so it's Hannah three, Colette two. Yeah, right. yeah, okay. that's about right. Yeah, and Molly zero. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, she says, "Yeah, I'm winning. That's about right." Okay, yeah. gosh. Okay, we're gonna. I'm. I'm gonna try to. I'm helping. Trying to help you out, Molly. We're doing the. <laughs> the best that I can. If you want to help me out, maybe fix your eyes and see that I raise my hand first, like three <laughs> times. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay. The next question that we have here is going to be revolving around. Um, okay. What song was replaced in the show that Kurt and Ram sing? <laughs> Molly. It's, it's blue. And then what's the song that was replaced? Oh, you're welcome. 
Good job! <laughs> we know this yeah. because we had a whole debacle about which one we have in our licensing agreement. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I was really sad. We have, your we have your welcome. We're sad about it. Oh, it's okay though. How will the, the midnight showing can be blue? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I wish the licensing contract allowed for that, but I'm trying not to get sued here. So I'm be good. <laughs> special feature. Our next question is in the West End Company, who played Veronica Sawyer? Hannah. Oh, I do know that. <laughs> Carrie Hope Fletcher. Correct. Oh my yeah. god, I was gonna call her Carrie Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Williams. So we have five and three. Right? No, no, it's it's five. I four. Four. Right? I have four. Colette has two. Molly has one. Oh my God. Thank you, Thanks for rubbing it in. Thank you. Okay, this is going to be a hard question. So listen to this carefully. This original cast member of Heather's appeared in, recently in the ensemble of Wicked. Who is this actress? It's not Ryan McCartan. <laughs> no, I Ryan know. McCartan was Fiero. Yeah. I know he was Fiero. I'm um, just gonna, can I throw out a random guess? Yes. Alice Lee? It is not Alice Lee. Shoot. Colette? Carissa Hoagland? No. Not Carissa. Hmm. Anyone have a guess of anyone, any principal? It's a principal character from Heather's. Is it Elle? No. No, Shoot. it's not, it's not, it's not Ellie McElmore. If I give you a hint, you're going to know what it is. So it's like hard. Okay, yeah. We'll just keep guessing. Don't give it to us. Molly, um, yes? It's not Barrett Wilbur Weed. <laughs> <laughs> so she's she's kind of busy right now. This yeah. character, this actress, also understudied Madame Morrible. She was in the ensemble of Wicked, and yes, I don't know her name. Oh shoot, I don't, I don't know her name. I'm terrible. I'm so sorry. To okay, this wait. Person whose name I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you. I'll give you. It's the actress name. I'm going to give you a hint of who it is. Ready? Yeah. Kindergarten boyfriend. Oh oh oh! oh. Uh, it's a uh, Katie. Katie. Katie Ladner. Ladner. Hey, oh, hey. I got they it didn't first. raise their hand. I, I raised did. their hand. I so oh. did. Here, my hand. Well, I think, I think that's a half Carrie, point. Because Carrie I Ladner. said Katie. I said I Katie and Colette said Ladner. So you I think that's a half point. You just started talking first. You no, just Jenny. started talking first. All right. All right, ladies. Let's calm down. Point. Here's the real issue. I gave... Let's Here's say. the issue. Listen, um, no one followed the rules except for me, and I raised my <sighs> hand after they started screaming, and I that said is, the right answer. That is true. That is true, Period. and I have to honor my word. So, Period. I am going to give Molly the point. This is Sorry. This Period. Is That's fine. Set up. I'm okay Period. with that. Just to be fair, it's all about fairness and equality here in Broadway Live. Okay. Yeah. Um, I take back anything I said about your eyes. I'm sure they're wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Goodness okay. Um, let me see. Who originated the role of Heather Duke in the Los Angeles Company of Heathers? Colette. Crystal and Lloyd. Yeah. That's right. Period, Colette. Good job. 
Great. I'm a nerd. I think she. I think we've established it. Came back. And then Alice B replaced her, and then when Alice left the off-Broadway company, Crystal and came back in. She came back. Yep. Period. Okay, this is gonna be sort of like a plot question of the show. Great. So let's see about that. Um, with the Heather's corn nuts, was it plain or barbecue? No. Colette. Barbecue. Good job. <laughs> Me was about to say plain. <laughs> Mom! <Mine. laughs> oh my God. Read the script. I'm so bad. I haven't gotten it yet. <laughs> yeah. Postal service is annoying. That's so funny. I think this is a question that you guys might know. Okay. What flavor slushy did Veronica have to buy JD for her? Colette? She didn't. She asked for a big gulp. A big okay. gulp is a slushy. No, it's not. A big gulp is a soda. It's a soda. What? And I know yeah. this because that was the scene we used in callback, so I read it probably a good half a dozen times. Yeah. Colette, you just stole me away. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so confused. I thought the big gulp was I just, the it's literally, it's literally because I was, I was reading that scene with, with, potential JDs for probably a good four hours last weekend. <laughs> well, great. Dang, dang, um, diggity, dang, a dang. Dang, dang, diggity, dang, a dang. Okay, um, this question's pretty easy. What item symbolizes the leader of the Heathers? Molly. Red scrunchie. Period. <laughs> I, I got one. <laughs> There might be a lag. I saw Molly first. I'm a I definitely was first. Sweetie, you got I, one. I'm so proud hey, of you. Hey, 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 haters. In the I corner. saw I have a lag on my computer. I apologize if I made a mistake, but I did see Molly first. I do apologize. I again. saw me first too, Danny. It's okay. It's okay. I, I am okay with it. I was first, but I am okay with it. Uh, the shade in that statement. No, I'm seriously we, fine with it. We have we have lots of love for each other here at Research. <laughs> I promise we're not always going at each other's necks. I promise. We are, but lovingly. Love. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Love it, love it. Okay. Let me get this situated. Okay. What year did Heather's the Musical appear on Broadway? Hannah. Well, it didn't prefer, per, they weren't on Broadway. They were off Broadway, and the year was 2014. That was a trick Oh, question. my God. Good job, <laughs> Good job Hannah. Thank you. Period. <laughs> that was I was trying to get a cricket. <laughs> although although twenty twenty two? Question mark. Question mark. Question. Broadway. Broadway. Come come watch your production and then call us. Starring Molly Russo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's the next I think I've Danny's oh. like, shut up, Molly. <laughs> no. <laughs> I got two more questions left. Okay. So I have to say the last word. I think people, <laughs> there's someone that knows this question. So here we go. It's not going to be me. <laughs> here we go. Who were the two actors that originated the production in Joe's Pub? Hannah. It was Jeremy Jordan and Annalie Ashford. That's not fair because I said that at the beginning of this call. That is not, she should not get the point <laughs> for that. Because... Um... I love Annalie Ashford. I think, I think she's awesome. <laughs> Her and Son in the Park with George. 
Masterclass. I'm this still mad. So I didn't get wonderful. to see that. Masterclass. But then they did. They were like, we don't want a Tony nomination. And I said, they were like, huh? I was very upset. That's <laughs> fine. Anything Emily <laughs> Ashford does, I want to do it. Oh my God. I cannot even believe that. Okay. Um, let's see our final question. Here we go. Final question of Heather's trivia. Needs to be a big, a big bang. It needs to be a big bang. <laughs> like the school. <laughs> no. Molly. Westerberg. Mo- Molly. <laughs> what? Molly. What? Come on, there we're are, all thinking. There are children. <laughs> the show is about a school blowing up. Well, it's not about it. But <laughs> the school doesn't even blow up. Guys, I'm on so many pain pills right okay. now. We need to have out. like a disclaimer spoilers for Heather's. Yeah. <laughs> we're just like in this call because we've talked about all of the characters who've died. Everything <laughs> at this point. Okay. Here we have this last question. And then I need to have the correct sequence. Here we go. Okay. What order does Veronica do her tequila shot? Oh, wait. Um, it's salt and then lime and then shot. Yeah. I will say that's um, it's different in our version. That was just for the off-Broadway in um, at oh. least in the West End recording. She just does the salt um, shot lime. Oh. So I, I will say Well, I know that. she it goes, is- so, and then lime and then shot. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> so it's different. It's probably going to be different in our production based on the rewrites. Really? Because yeah. I yes. feel great. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the last question. I think our winner is Hannah. Yay! Our oh, director yes. knows her stuff. You know, I should. I should know my stuff. <laughs> Yes. At this, point, at this point, I have the most exposure to the show all around. This so I true. should. Mm-hmm. I love it. Should, should that. Be me. Well, that was Broadway <laughs> Heather's trivia, guys. Again, thank you guys so much for coming on here to talk about Ruth Richardson. Thank you. Thank you. And just fun, family fun and game of trivia. No hate, yeah. you, Molly. Um, <laughs> love you all. Where can we all find you and follow your socials on social media? Um, well, before we get to that, um, uh-huh. if I if I can plug the show for for a yes. hot second, tickets yes. are currently on sale. Um, www.russorichardsonheathers.eventbrite.ca. Um, get your tickets now. Um, they're just about ten dollars American, fourteen dollars Canadian. Um, and to follow us for more updates, you can find us on uh, TikTok and Instagram at Russo Richardson and on YouTube at Russo Richardson Productions. Love that. And where can we find you, Colette? Like you personally. Oh, I am um, at Colette A.V. Richardson on TikTok and at Colette A.V. Rich on Instagram. Um, and I'd love to see y'all, y'all hanging out for a little bit. Ah, Hannah? I am at Hannah Lauren Wilson on TikTok and Instagram. Period. Love that. I wish I could say my name, Danny Sanchez. Again. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm Molly. I feel that. I am Molly R. Russo on Instagram and the Tiki Taki. Tiki Taki. And we're going to send full love and recovery to Molly as her transformation mm. is. Oh, yes. Super it's underway. Thank underway. you. I appreciate Literally, it. Thank you so much for coming. Also, you guys can follow 
for all I live on uh, uh, my Instagram at that so Danny and my website. Everything's on my link right on my bio. Thank you guys so much for listening and I hope you guys have a great and safe day. Can you you come, see hey, come see Heather. Come see Heather. Bye everyone. Yeah. Bye. <laughs>